Hey everybody and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. This is your host Katie Zaccardi and I am really excited to dive in today. Today I am chatting with Katherine Forbes. Katherine is a music industry professional, website designer, and the creator of the Music Biz Besties Facebook group, which is a group I have been in since the beginning and highly recommend to anybody who's in the music industry. Today with Katherine, we're going to be chatting about networking, which is a really interesting topic in the time of 2020. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it at this point, but with everything going on, networking is changing and we can't currently, or in most places, we can't currently go in person and go to networking events or conferences or things like that. And while we can do small groups or one-on-one socially distant meetups in most places, a lot of networking is occurring online. And Catherine, being the creator of a very um, great Facebook group for women in music, She is a great person to talk about networking and networking online, and she has a great story and some amazing tips for building confidence and approaching networking in a way that actually gets you results and builds genuine relationships. So I'm really excited for you to hear this episode, and I have to be honest with you as well. This was a super helpful episode for me to re-listen to, and that's because recently I've come into a situation where I've had several people email me or um, DM me or Facebook me and say like, hey, can I pick your brain? Or hey, I'm curious how you got to where where you are and what you're doing and things like that. And I've been feeling guilty about it. Full disclosure, I have been feeling guilty about it because I don't have the bandwidth to have a lot of these conversations for people who do just want to pick my brain. And I wasn't sure how to be handling it because at the end of the day, I know how important networking is and I do want to be of service to others. But I felt guilty for not being able or not even wanting to take one-on-one conversations with people, especially because as a coach, people literally pay me for my time to coach, to give them advice, to help them through problems and navigate their careers. So it felt weird to potentially say yes to people and you know, be giving people advice when that's really my job, that's what I get paid to do. And I was entering just weird territory that I've never been in before. And then as I listened back to this episode, I won't spoil too much, but I was really reminded that it's okay to set boundaries and that I get to set the boundaries that I need to set around my time, around who I talk to, And I was reminded that I have so much free content out there and so much accessibility and I don't need to feel guilty for saying no to conversations that people want to have with me when they can easily find this information out for me online. You can easily listen to my podcast episodes where I talk about my journey. You can easily watch my free content to pick my brain in that way about all the different topics I talk about. Or shoot me a DM saying you'd love content on a specific topic and that's a question you're wondering. And so again, it's tricky because I never want to seem like my doors are closed. I'm actually extremely accessible, but I do need to have some boundaries because I can't be taking coffee dates with everyone. Otherwise, I'd have no time to actually do my job. And so as you listen to this episode, I want you to think about what's coming up for you. Where do you feel like maybe your boundaries are spread too thin or where you feel like you could be connecting more or doing better in your connection and creating more genuine relationships? A lot of your questions will be answered during this episode. I just know it. And don't forget that on my end as well, there are a lot of ways that you can connect with me. 
We've got the podcast, which you can binge listen to if you are new here and you haven't heard all of the episodes already. We've got Instagram, where I have a ton of content out, plus my email list. If you want to get on my email list, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Now, my DMs are always open, and I love, love, love to connect with you guys on Instagram. But don't forget that we also have some really, really amazing ways to get in touch and get in the out to be community and be coached by me. And one way you can do that now is through the out to be membership. The out to be membership is one of my favorite programs that we have. Let's be honest, I love all of my programs, but I do have a special place in my heart for the membership. And it's open for enrollment now for two more days only. So enrollment closes on Thursday, September 17th. We are opening enrollment for an extremely short period of time, and we are not opening it back up until the new year. So enrollment is essentially closed for the rest of the year, but our schedule for the LDB membership for the rest of the year is poppin now the reason we're doing this is because we've made some changes to the membership and once enrollment closes this fall we are going in and we are doing some major incredible work inside of the membership with the trainings and the guest speakers that we have lined up also i want to mention that when the membership does reopen full disclosure the price is going to be doubling and here's why the value in the membership has increased tenfold. So we've made some updates and those updates include eliminating and really ditching the old structure that we were operating under. Formerly, we were operating under a seasonal structure where we had wellness, time management, goal setting, and uh, mindset as our four seasons that we cycled through. This meant that the trainings had to be focused on these things and it was becoming really restrictive and limiting and not what our community needed. So we decided to make a change and now we're going all in. (laughs) Each month you're going to have one strategy training and one mindset or wellness focused training plus one Q&A with me and other content review threads and other ways to get coached every single week inside of the membership. And of course, you can ask questions inside the membership anytime you want. So that's a great place to be able to actually pick my brain or get advice on really specific topics. This is the perfect place. The out to be membership is exactly the place to be doing that. Enrollment is open now through Thursday, September 17th. So if you're hearing this now, you've got to act quickly. Head to bit.ly slash out to be membership. Again, that's bit.ly slash out to be membership to enroll, to grab your spot. If you have any questions about the membership, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram and we'll get your questions answered so that you feel really, really confident in your decision to join us. But there you'll see all the juicy details on what you get, as well as everything that's coming up this fall. And let me just say, we have an incredible lineup. I am excited for the trainings myself. I cannot wait to get started. Now, we also have our next training happening on Thursday. So it's a really good time to get in so you can get in live for Thursday's training and not miss a thing. Plus, when you join, you have 15 plus trainings waiting for you to binge watch that have already happened and are now in the membership vault or in the Facebook group. So go ahead and head to bit.ly slash out to be membership for more information on the membership. And again, if you have any questions, shoot me a DM at Katie Zaccardi on Instagram. And otherwise, let's dive into today's episode with Catherine. Hey, Catherine, and welcome to the out to be podcast. Thank you, Katie. You know, what's funny is that we 
technically have the same name, but I never really think of that because I don't go by Catherine. <laughs> I know. When I was in kindergarten, there were like five Catherines in the class and everybody changed to like Kate or Katie except me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to make it even more complicated, mine is Catherine with a C, but I spell Katie with a K because my mom didn't want people calling me Caddy like in Mean mm-hmm. Girls. So <laughs> it is what it is. It's fine. <laughs> but I love that we have that, that synergy between us. It's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about moving to a new city and networking and how to really like come into that with a positive mindset. I know there can be a lot of fear and uncertainty that comes up when we're doing something new, whether we're networking in our own city, honestly, or trying a new form of networking or going somewhere new entirely. But before we dive into all that, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So as you said, I'm Catherine Forbes. Uh, I am the founder of Designing the Row, which is a website design agency based here in Nashville, Tennessee, but I do websites for people in various countries all over the world. Um, And I run a music community for female musicians and industry professionals called Music Biz Besties. So that's kind of like the broad overview of what I do. (laughs) I love it. I feel like a very proud founding member of Music Biz Besties. (laughs) Because I don't know, I guess when you started it, you, I feel like you reached out to the women in music group and emailed Mm -hmm. about it. And I was one of the first people to join and I've loved it ever since. So tell us about the impetus to start that community and and what brought you to doing that in the first place. Yeah. So I started the website design company. It was kind of, it kind of grew out of my artist management job. I was doing like website design and social media for our artist management clients. And as the manager, she was slowing down to retire. I didn't really want to continue in artist management, but she still wanted to help me kind of get my next steps going. And so she emailed just pretty much everybody in her contacts list, which after 30 years in the industry is a good amount. And she just said, Hey, this is Catherine. This is what she does. You should hire her. And that's how I started my business. It was pretty like, you can't ask for a better scenario than that. Yeah. So We were sharing like one little room. I moved across the hall. And so if she needed me, she could still come over. But I moved to like working with her on an hourly basis. And then I just started doing whatever the heck I wanted to on my own, trying to bring on my own clients and figure out what people needed and how I could help them. And it was just kind of like I needed somebody to talk to. So I got together this little group of my friends who like one's a booking agent, um, one worked at a record label and we just all got together for happy hour. And I was like, I need this, but like all the time, like, how can I talk to these girls? Like when I'm working during the day, I'm like, Oh, I got this idea. Like, let me bounce it off of them. And so I was like, maybe I'll start a Facebook group and maybe I'll just invite like my 20 closest industry friends and we can all share ideas and share what we're working on and what's working or not working. And that's what I thought Music Biz Besties would be, like just my Nashville industry friends, like sharing what we're doing and what's working. And it turned into like 300 people in the first week and now over 5,000 people across the world. So it really started because I was just trying to figure out what I was doing on my own and wanted other people to talk to. And turns out, so did everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when you started it, I was either in college or just out of college. And I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. 
especially as women in music, I think we're all craving a little bit more community and support, especially for some of the things that it's not easy to talk to other people about, either because they just aren't in the music industry or they don't get it, or because maybe they're a little judgy or like give advice right. that <laughs> doesn't really make sense. Right. And so having a community of people who get it is so important. Now, were you a networking wizard like before you started the community or do you think that you kind of like grew into one as you really continue to grow Music Biz Besties and grow your business too? I mean, I'm the most introverted, shy person ever. Like even in second grade, I was so quiet that the class had this whole thing against me where they just wanted me to scream. Like that's how quiet I was. Like by the time I was seven, the whole class was like, scream, scream, scream. Oh my gosh. And I wouldn't do it. Like, finally did it one day for my teacher at recess. I was like, don't tell anybody. But like, <laughs> my sister was outside. It got back to the class. So, like, I've always been the quiet girl. So, I think that's why it kind of manifested into this Facebook group because that's how I can communicate. I can think about what I want to say. And it's not so much pressure to go out to a big event or whatever these big networking things are. So I kind of figured out how to network my own way and that's how this has all evolved. Yeah. So, no, I've definitely had to figure out new ways, I guess you could say, to network, to make it work for me. I love that. Now you bring up that you're an introvert. I consider myself to be more extroverted. I'd love to hear your opinion on like, does it matter a ton when it comes to networking if you are introverted or extroverted or if you like particularly, particularly identify with being quiet or loud or sociable or not, like, do you think that matters a whole lot when it comes to networking and should we approach it in a different way depending on how we kind of self-identify? I think approach it differently. Yes. Like you're going to enjoy doing different things than I am. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it matters because what I want to do is different from what you want to do. Like the role that you're going to thrive in is different than how I'm going to thrive. And that's totally fine. And so there's no reason we should approach those things the exact same way. Uh, I think if you approach networking or really anything in life, your own way that feels good and authentic to you, then that's how you're going to shine. So people are going to see me for me. And when it really matters, that's going to stand out. So no, I don't think it matters at all. Yeah. I love that. And I want to dive into some of the different ways we can approach networking. Yes. But before we do, I know that you moved to Nashville and basically started your career here, like you just came, drove here, didn't know anyone, just did your thing. So tell us your story with that, especially like you said, as an introvert, if you, where you didn't know anyone, what was that like moving here? Was it scary? What did you do to kind of build up your, your friends, your community, your, your job even? Yeah. I mean, thinking back on it now, I'm like, wow, that sounds scary. But at the time I was just so excited. Like I drove here the day after graduation. Like I couldn't get here fast enough. I'd never even been here. I just like wanted to be in music so bad that I was like, I'm going to Nashville. Like there's no other thing for me to do except go there. So I'm going to go there. And where were you before? Um, I went to school in Virginia. I went okay. to Virginia Tech and grew up in North Carolina. So, so like, you drove close. from Virginia to mm -hmm. Nashville. And my GPS, I don't know if you've like read or heard the whole story, but my GPS fell off of the dashboard before I even got out of like, the city in Virginia where I was in college <laughs> and so it like cracked the screen so it got oh, me no. to Tennessee but from there like I couldn't like punch in the right numbers and it was before I had a smartphone and so I basically got here <laughs> and just 
like my uncle lives about two hours south. So he connected me with one of his former students who had moved to Nashville. I crashed on his couch the first night. And then I met this other girl and she was nice enough to give me her Garmin. She was like, just give it back to me when you're done. And then she invited me to stay at her company condo for a night. So it was really just, I didn't plan any of it. And as a planner and organizer, it's crazy to think I did this, but I literally yeah. just couch hopped and people gave me directions to everywhere. Or I'd go to like Panera and Starbucks and draw maps in my journal. And that's how I learned how to get around. Um, I met people through the alumni association of uh, Virginia tech. That was one of the ways I got kind of plugged in. Um, and really just like, I would have a lunch meeting with somebody and be like, Hey, if you know anybody else that would be interested in meeting me. Um, and that's how I ended up in artist management. Like three of those people all emailed me like the, Hey, we're looking for an intern email. And that's, where it all began. So it's crazy to think awesome. that just the first connections, those first three weeks I came here had an impact on what I'm doing today. And I love that you also just hit the ground running. You're like, all right, we're going <laughs> to do the maps in the journal. We're going yep. like, <laughs> to just ask people what we need and, and get reaching out however we can. And that's, it's evident to me, like, yeah, that's who you are. Like with everything that you've created in Music Biz Besties, I'm not surprised, but that's also why you have so much to teach and share because I think a lot of people are maybe a little bit more timid or don't know where to start when they're coming to a new place or, or when they're embarking on a new project and they don't know anything about it. I, I have been there myself too. And I know for a lot of recent grads um, or almost people who are almost graduating from college, which I feel like there are a lot of those in music biz besties. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, what do I do? Like, can yeah. anybody help me? Can somebody tell me like, how long is it going to take for me to get a job? How long is it going to take for me to find people who I can like, um, work under or, or look to as a mentor. And it's kind of hard to figure out who to look to and how to even get in contact with these people. So tell us a bit about what you recommend, maybe what you did and now what you recommend for people who are Let's start with going to a new city where maybe they don't know anyone and they want to get established there. Yeah. I mean, just ask anybody and everybody, like, who do you already know that can help plug you in? Like, my uncle is a tennis coach two and a half hours away, but he was still able to plug me in with just one person who led me to another person. Um, so just tell anybody and everybody what you're going to do and ask for their connections. Like, it's not, you're not asking for the world. Just say, hey, I'm interested in doing this. Do you know anybody that I might be able to talk to? That's all you have to do. <laughs> um, and really, when you're starting anything new, like I come up among this, like whenever I'm starting a new project or a new whatever, I don't know what to do because I've never done it before. So I think when you just accept that it's okay to not know what you're doing, just ask for help and just get started. I think that's the hardest part. People are like, I don't know what's going to happen or I don't know what to do. So I'm not going to do anything. I think my biggest advice would just be to do something. It can be tiny. It can be so small, but just one thing because that's going to set everything else in motion. Yeah. And I love what you said too about like, you know, you knew someone who's a tennis coach. It's like right. people <laughs> in the music industry don't think that people who do random things, regardless of how close to you they are, might be able to connect you with someone. But I like taking that concept and like really thinking outside of the box and just using ev really everyone you know. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah. matter if they seem like the obvious choice, but using everyone you know 
because you don't know what could come from it. And you might be able to get connected in a really special way with someone. And you might not have thought that like, exactly. You might know someone that you would not think they know, but somehow they do. And it works out. Right. Like that tennis player that I stayed with that first night, his roommate worked in the office of the artist management company. So it's like day one, I like the seed was planted. So do you think that it's important to get really clear about what it is you want to do in order to like be able to really flourish the relationships that you create and have the connections be more powerful because people can recommend you for specific things. And at that, what does someone who maybe isn't really clear about what they even want to do do? How do they approach these relationships? How do they approach utilizing the relationships they have or are creating in the best way possible so that they can like grow their career or get what they want out of it? So, well, my first answer the first question was going to be yes and no. I think you do need to know, but also don't need to know when you're first starting out. I had zero knowledge of the music industry. I was like, I want to be in music. (laughs) And that's what set me in motion. So it's like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. No clear vision at all. So I think when you're getting started, it's okay to not know exactly that clear vision. But as you experience things, you do have to take into consideration, it's not just doing an internship to check a box for school. Right. It's like, do I enjoy this? Could I see myself doing this? Like, if not, then what did these, this company or these people have that can connect me with something I might like? Like, you have to ask the questions to figure it out. You can't just always not know. Yeah. But it's yeah. okay to start not knowing. I knew I loved music. I graduated college like with a piano performance degree in music technology. So I didn't know anything about the business. And I was like, I don't really care. I'm just going to go. Like You don't have to know to get started. But as you go to grow in your own career, you do have to, <laughs> to figure that, own, that uh, vision out to really become successful. Yeah. And what do you think would be like your biggest tip for someone who is moving to a new place and maybe they did reach out to all of their contacts. So like you, you know, you move to a new place, you reach out to all your contacts, you get hooked up with whoever you can. Maybe they're craving a little bit more community or they just want to like find a group. What do you feel like are some of the most beneficial ways to do that? Especially talking like specifically in music. Yeah. Well, that's why I started music biz besties. I'm like starting all of the things that I wish I had when I was getting started. Um, And you mentioned women in music as well. That's another online community that spans the world as well. Um, There's so many places these days to get connected like online, even if you just go to Instagram and look up a music hashtag and just go through some of the profiles and connect to people on social media. I mean, if somebody DM'd you and was like, Hey Katie, like I see that you do this and I'm in the same area as you, would you be up to chat or get coffee? Like I'm pretty sure you'd be like, Oh sure. Or like, even just like follow each other and just make connect like mutual, not mutual, but like authentic, real connections Yeah, online is possible. Like you can find people. <laughs> We're out here waiting to connect with you. Yeah. And Music Biz Besties does in-person stuff too now, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there are a few other organizations out there as well that will do um, women in music, women crush music that do like in-person meetups for women in music. So I think that we've talked about now like so many different avenues that people can get connected, whether it's utilizing your own connections that you already have, family, friends, whatever, former bosses, online groups, as well as in-person events. Now, I'd love to ask, what are some of the biggest 
mindset blocks that come up for people when they're in a new place or not, but when they're first approaching networking? In other words, what stops them from really going for it or keeps them being a little bit more timid and afraid? Yeah, I hear a few things from people like they're not confident in networking or that they don't have enough experience or they just straight out don't know what they're doing. Um, and I think all of those things are to be expected. Like you can't just start networking and be a pro at it and be really happy and excited and confident to go out there and do it. Um, so yeah, I think those are the things that hold people back. And my advice would be, again, just you've got to start somewhere. Um, so if you're in college, maybe you just start talking to your professor, like asking about their experience, talk to people you already know. My whole thing is networking doesn't have to be with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> it's the most beneficial networking experiences that I've, I, I've had have come from people that I already know. Um, when you get to know somebody and they know who you are and what you do, that's when networking becomes beneficial. So like when I had those coffee meetings or lunch meetings early on, those people really got to know me and they're like, she would be good at this or I could trust her with this. And then when they got that ask for the intern, they all sent it to me. If I had just gone to some big networking event and been like, I'm Catherine, like I just moved here, then they probably would not have thought of me. But since I actually made a real genuine connection with these people, they remembered me. So I think it's like, stop thinking about how hard it is or that you're not confident in doing it and just go out there and make real relationships with people. Yeah. Do you have any tips for building confidence in particular when it comes to networking, aside from kind of starting with who you know? Just remember that the person on the other side probably feels just as awkward as you do. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, just ask them questions. People love to talk about themselves. Oh, I love that. Such a good tip (laughs) because it really is so true. I'm curious because I know that when I graduated college, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. At the time I thought maybe I want to be a music supervisor because I thought like I have to go and get a full-time job. Like it didn't seem like it was in the cards for me to start my own business right off the bat. And I knew I was most interested in music publishing based on what I had experienced so far. And I wanted to help songwriters, which ironically, like I do that now, but just in a totally different way. But I was like, I just want to help songwriters and like be in that world. So I reached out to a a bunch of people. I went and I went to NYU. So I used like my NYU network and I used um, the women in music network and probably besties too. And just reached out and said, Hey, is anybody out there a music supervisor? And would you like to just like talk to me about like your career trajectory? Now, I think that there is a right way, like I put in air quotes because I don't want to say like right as in the only way, but like there's like a right way you could approach something like that and a wrong way you could approach something like that in terms of how you like write the email, how you make the initial outreach and how you also just get people to say yes. And the reason I say that especially is because I feel very lucky about the amount of meetings I was able to take and the amount of people who said yes to me because nowadays I know like as a coach and a music industry professional, I don't have the bandwidth to meet with everyone who would reach out for just like a casual coffee date or something, you know? So what do you think is is a powerful way to position yourself and make that ask, especially when it's a cold or colder ask to someone when you just want to like pick their brain or get coffee And I'm talking in particular when someone is um, 
like a level above you or like you're kind of looking to someone as a mentor or for advice? Yeah, I learned a lot about how to write an email that gets not only read but replied to while yeah. I was in artist management because we would get emails like every day, all day, like, will your artist like cut this song or can you read these lyrics or whatever? <laughs> and the emails that always got a reply from us were the ones that were short and sweet to the point. And yeah, so that would be my advice, short, sweet to the point. And if you can make it personal in any way possible, like when you reached out to those people, you were asking about their advice. You didn't say, I want this. You said, I want to hear your experience. Yeah. If you make it about them, not you, then that's how you're going to win. That's such a good point. I didn't even think of it like that. (laughs) Cause I, you know, I didn't say like, I want help. I want this for me. I really said like, I'd love to hear your experience. And that simple phrasing, like you might, people might be listening to this and think like, you're saying the same thing. Yeah. The meaning is the same, but the way you phrase it makes a huge difference. And, and I love the idea of really being like, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts, your advice, your experience. I want you to talk about yourself. Now, how can we make it more personal? What are some ways that we can make connections or or throw something in there that feels a little bit more personal um, without it sounding like cheesy or, or like too much, (laughs) or like we're trying too hard? Well, I'll tell you the emails that I do or don't reply to. So when somebody emails me and is like, I'd love to pick your brain on how you started your business, or I'd love to pick your brain on how you grew Music Biz Besties. I'm like, Mer. like if they use the term pick your brain, I'm out. Yeah. If they come to me like, I just joined Music Biz Besties. I love what you have going here. If you have any time to talk about or to get together and talk, I'd love to hear more about what you do. I'm like, sure. That sounds great. (laughs) Tell us why pick your brain doesn't work for you. Because I don't have time to just give you free information. You know, if you want to learn from me, I've got a blog, I've got a podcast, I've got a YouTube, like, yeah, there's so much you can pick my brain from for free just by looking at what I put out there. If you really want to get to know me as a person, that's when I'm interested in in hanging out. And what a difference, right? Like what a difference in the positioning there. Cause you're right. I mean, I think it's true for pretty much all industry professionals. There's probably a lot of free stuff you could learn about them online and picking your brain. It's the same as like, you know, changing that phrasing to you. It probably, and to me, it sounds like ugh, I have to just like give you stuff. Like I have to right. sit there and like, <laughs> like educate you on stuff for a half yeah. hour. Like I have work to do. I'm not going to do yeah. that. Um, but I like it. It sounds like, you know, it's coming from a more genuine place and Clearly it, that email, the second one, someone's done their research, right? Like mm-hmm. they're in your community. They're observing what you're doing. They know what you're about and they know what they want to learn more about. And so exactly. I think that that makes a huge difference. Like we said, you don't have to know exactly what your goal is at first, but having some clear direction or some inkling as to like what resonates with you and what you're curious about learning more about makes a really big difference when you're reaching out. For sure. I mean, even the way you asked, to meet somebody, if I said yes to the pick your brain meeting, I would show up to that meeting. I mean, I've done this before. Show up to that meeting, like, okay, what do you want from me? Like, I'm not there to get to know that person at that point. I'm just like, what, like, ask me your questions. Let's do this kind of thing. And when I show up for the other meeting, the one where they're like, I'd love to hear more about you and get to know you, then I'm more likely to be like, hey, tell me about yourself. Like, what, where did you come from? What do you do? You know, totally different not only in the way you ask, but in the way that the actual 
communication and meeting goes. What would you say to someone who is looking to reach out to someone who might be a mentor or get business advice from them and is thinking like, I don't even know why anyone would respond to me. I'm just not even going to bother or I'm really scared to make that initial outreach because why would, again, like why would anybody spend time chatting with me? doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be people that say no and that's totally fine. Like not everybody is meant to say yes. Not everybody's meant to be in your world. The people who will say yes will say yes. Um, and don't get your feelings too hurt if people say no. Um, and that's kind of the reason why I started my meetups is because people do ask me to get together and I want to say yes, but I don't have time. Yeah. So I'm like, let's all do this at the same time. Or here's my songwriter series. If you want to meet me, I'll be there. And so it really shows me like who actually is interested and who's not. So if you just show interest in the person and what they're doing, they can tell. Okay. What you just said, <laughs> I want to point that out because you have to like show effort. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really easy to send out a mass email and be like, Hey, can I pick your brain? Hey, I want to learn more about this. And it's kind of generic. And maybe you found the person and maybe you honestly do follow the person, but you're not necessarily interested specifically in them, or you're just kind of sending a one and done email and being like, they'll get back to me. And if they don't like, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I'm moving I did on. what I was supposed to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like, I checked the box. It's yeah. done. I reached out and it's not my fault that they didn't yeah. answer. Yeah. But uh, I just, I can't get over it. <laughs> you are accessible. You are accessible. And it's actually very easy for people to meet you. Mm-hmm. And as you said that too, I'm thinking about like the same was when, when I was working with women crush, it was the same thing. Like if people really wanted to come out and meet me, go attend an event. Yeah. You know, like I'm there, I'm hosting it. I'm talking to everyone who's there. I'm doing it for you. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that this is such a big thing to point out because it's really easy to get stuck behind the email or like even behind the Facebook group. I do think Facebook groups are a little bit different because you probably will get a response and you'll be able to engage back much, much easier. But for instance, if you were to just like post on a Facebook group and then not respond to anyone else like or not um help anyone else on their post in the group then that's kind of you just being like i need help okay great same goes for when you like reach out to someone and you're just like i need help but i'm not going to like support you and the things you're putting on i'm not going to take advantage of what you already have and how you're already offering your time to people so if you are someone who's like I tried, but it's just not working out for me. Ask yourself how you can, how you can do better. Like, I'm just going to be blunt. How you can do better. Are there ways where you can attend an event or meet someone in person in a way that really respects their time, but also gets you so much closer than you would if you just stayed behind that wall? Yeah, I think two things. One is like you and I both do things just like this because we're trying to connect with people. So like we're putting the connection out there and we want you to reply to us, like share this on Instagram, tell us what, what you're learning. Like we want to talk back to you. And then the other thing would be people see all this happening. They see the events, but they're like, I don't want to go to that by myself. I don't know anybody. That's the whole point. (laughs) You're not supposed to know anybody. Like that's why I created these events. So you got to like step out of your comfort zone. Got to just do it. Like we're here to make those connections. So don't, 
sit at home and say, I need to go to this. I should have gone to that, but I don't know anybody. So it's better not to. Yeah. Like there's so many people that showed up to my last meetup. Like I almost didn't come, but it's like, that's the whole reason I do these things. So yeah. Don't be scared. Yeah. And now I think that there's two things that stop people. There's one actually going and then there's two getting there and then actually talking to someone. Right. You know, so what tips do you have, especially as an introvert? I'd love to hear what you have to say about like getting to a networking event where you don't know anyone. <laughs> How do yeah. you, what do you, what do you do? What do you do? How do you start? How and do you make the most I, of it? That's why I started my own event. So I don't have to be in that position. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. But I, I mean, there's always somebody else standing in the corner. Just go over to them. There's going to be somebody else who feels just like you. Um, or, I mean, take a friend. That's why I started Besties, because I went to the Music Biz Conference by myself, and I was like, never again. Mm. <laughs> and I wanted a, a group of people that I could be like, hey, I'm going to this event, or I'm going to that event. So, like, if, you're, if you want to go to something, post it in Music Biz Besties. Like, is anybody else in Nashville want to go to this show on whatever? There's some, like, 5,000 people <laughs> that are in this group that also want a buddy to go to something with. So yeah, just because you don't know somebody like in your immediate friend group doesn't mean there's not somebody else out there who wants to go with you. That's a really good point. And I, I think that even if you found someone like in Music Biz Besties to go to a live event with you who you didn't know before, that's a, an icebreaker right there is being yeah. like, oh, we both like this thing or we both want to go to this thing. Okay, what do you do? Oh, tell me about, more about yourself. And you don't have to worry so much about like making that initial um, outreach or starting that initial conversation because now you have common ground. Yeah. Um, when it comes to showing up to events solo, because sometimes we don't have a choice or sometimes we just, you know, we really want to go to something and someone else can't come with us. Or it was right. so last minute that we just decided to go by ourselves. Do you usually show up with like some icebreakers in your pocket or like conversation starters that make it super easy for you to start a conversation with someone? even when it might feel really scary? Um, at this point, not really. I'll just go and be okay with being quiet to myself anyways. Um, and if I get the chance to talk to somebody, then I'll just say, Hey, what do you do? Like let them talk. (laughs) I'm just, I guess you have to be comfortable with being by yourself. You don't have to talk to somebody like the whole time you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just go and actually enjoy the event and be okay with just hanging out. Yeah. No, but I love that. Hey, what do you do? Because then they just talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You started the conversation, but then they just talk. (laughs) Yeah. And then they'll Um, ask you what you do. And you know, the answer to that, like, and if you don't have something that you do say, I'm here, I'm just looking to meet people and this is what I enjoy doing. And you know, I'm new here or whatever. Just be honest. Like don't try to make up something or whatever. Just be you. (laughs) And I like the idea of having a prepared answer to that. Like you said, you know, someone, if you ask someone, what do you do? They'll probably ask back, what (laughs) do you do? If you don't know what you do before you go to the event, don't be afraid to just in your head decide, like, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, oh, you know, I just graduated or, oh, I'm in between jobs right now. I'm really interested in this, this, and this, but I'm just trying to meet people and get a feel for it. Like there's no right or wrong way to answer those things, but it's about building confidence. And I find that preparedness often in those situations will create the most confidence. Definitely. And so, the more you do something, the more confident you'll be in it. That's yeah, anything. exactly. Exactly. I want to 
finish by talking a little bit more about Facebook groups since that is where you really thrive. Now, earlier I mentioned that idea of reaching out to a Facebook group and like making a big ask when you need something, but kind of not doing your part to like nurture the group or answer other people's questions or support other people. How do you think we can make the most of a Facebook group and really create and cultivate relationships inside of there and still get what we want out of it and still get like easy answers to our question and people who support us back? Yeah, just showing up regularly. Like you don't have to be there every day answering every question. Um, but it's just like a friend group. Like if you don't talk to a friend for a while and then you go to her and be like, Hey, like I'm looking for a job. Like her reply to you is not going to be as helpful as if you had been like chatting every week. So just by being there, like if you want to be part of a community, be part of a community. It's okay if you don't have anything to add, but just show up and tell people you like what they're doing. Like just be a friend, just come to the group and hang out. And then when you ask for something, you'll get a lot better answers. <laughs> Do you have any advice when people join Music Biz Besties around like, you know, if you make a post, comment on someone else's post or something like that? Like, do you recommend people to sort of show up in a certain way or give as they want to get in order to make the most of it? Um, not necessarily, but I do do those like daily prompts or threads to make it easy for people to show up. Um, so I'm asking the questions, just give me the answers and you don't have to do the thinking like, Oh, what should I say? Or what should I ask today? Or how can I add value? Just be there and just be part of the conversation. And that gets noticed. Yeah. So true. So true. Like you're, you're doing the thinking for them. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what we're talking about. What do you have to say about it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now last question before we start to wrap up, what's your take on keeping up with relationships? As we record this podcast now, we are in the middle still of the coronavirus pandemic. So now that things are virtual and things are basically only online and not in person, what is your take on really making sure that you are um, fostering those relationships and maybe keeping up with ones that even if you're not using now, like you mentioned earlier, if you've reached out to a friend and you ask for a job and you haven't spoken to them in X amount of years or months, it's like a little awkward. Right. <laughs> How do we maintain these relationships in a way that is genuine and is just feeling not forced, but, but is supportive and also maybe doesn't require like a ton of effort to do it? Yeah, I think a lot of times people are like, I don't know how to follow up or I don't know what to say. Exactly. And I think this is when social media can come in here, like be handy tool to connect with people because like before we started this, you were like, I saw what you were doing to your house. Like, you know, my personal life, like I put it out there (laughs) online and so do a lot of other people. So if you just follow someone, you have a meeting with them, follow them on your favorite social media and just keep up with them. And then if they do something that you're interested in, or that's like, oh, that was cool, tell them. That's all you have to do. If they put out a new podcast, like when this goes live, be like, hey, Katie, like, love your podcast. Keep doing this. Like, I'm so excited about this episode. Like, just tell them that you're excited. If your friend puts out a new song, don't just like, like it and go on. Tell her that you like it. Um, or just con- like, congratulations, I saw you put out a new song. Like, that's a lot of work. But a little congratulations goes a long way. Just to let someone know that you notice them more than just hitting like. 
is a big deal. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love ending on that note. And I think that, you know, the reverse applies, like you sharing a little bit about yourself and your house and all the cool things you're doing. Like if you're on social media and you want to make it easier on yourself too, post a little bit about that stuff, dogs, redecorating, (laughs) cooking, whatever the heck it is, funny things you're doing. That's also going to encourage people to reach out because it feels so much easier to reach out and laugh together or, you know, give a compliment or say, that's so cool when you're providing like an easy open door for them to do it. So I think it goes both ways. And it's so true. Giving a small shout out, like it doesn't have to be a huge thing, but if you're listening to the song or you're listening to the podcast, that is such a great way to connect with people and keep that relationship up without it being like a whole big, oh, let's do like a catch up call or Zoom out or whatever. Like, that's not necessary. <laughs> no, nobody has time for that. <laughs> nobody has time for that. Even now I'm like, do I have to get on like the Zoom hangout with my friends? Like, do I right. have to FaceTime though? <laughs> I, know. I don't know if I want to. I'm doing okay. I mean, I do FaceTime my friends, obviously, but you know, it's boundaries. Yeah. It's boundaries. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing all of your networking tips. Is there anything that you would add to the, just say to someone who is at the beginning of their networking journey? and is excited to dive in, but still feeling a little bit nervous. Hmm, Let's see. Um, I was you. I am you. Um, You're going to feel like you're doing new things all the time. So just keep pushing. Like every new level is going to have that feeling. So just get used to that feeling if you want to find success and learn that when you feel insecure or not so confident, that that's when you're on to something new. So just keep pushing. Love it. Thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on. Where can we stay tuned with everything you're doing and how can we join Music Biz Besties? Yeah. So Music Biz Besties is on Facebook. You can probably just search it, but it's facebook.com slash groups, plural, slash Music Biz Besties. Um, And you can find me. I mean, I do social media and websites. I'm everywhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Instagram is at Catherine D Forbes and you can find the rest of everything through there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Catherine. Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.